1: Growing Greater brings you stories of innovators, entrepreneurs, and business leaders who are transforming industries and communities as they turn ideas into reality, embrace risk, and invest in new technologies and relationships, all while building legacies of tomorrow. While Growing Greater originates in the city where modern democracy was founded and where innovation is part of the regional DNA, Philadelphia, we bring you stories from around the corner and around the world. Tune in to Growing Greater at Radio.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. Growing Greater brings you stories of innovators, entrepreneurs, and business leaders who are transforming industries and communities as they turn ideas into reality, embrace risk, and invest in new technologies and relationships, all while building legacies of tomorrow. While Growing Greater originates in the city where modern democracy was founded and where innovation is part of the regional DNA, Philadelphia, we bring you stories from around the corner and around the world. Tune in to Growing Greater at Radio.com or anywhere you get your podcasts.
0: I know I'm sounding like I do everything right. You should ask my wife how I can improve. She's going to be like, hey, yeah, how much time you got? <laughs> oh, I got... F- we all got problems. Man. Yeah, for sure. We all... We all. I think my biggest... My biggest issue is uh, similar to yours in that my job is me. To be good or successful in the entertainment field, you, you are going to end up being... A little, and self-centered isn't the right word. Like I don't think I'm better than everybody, I don't, but because I've had to focus on me in every aspect of me, every interview, every stand-up, writing, uh, pitching myself, you end up thinking about yourself a lot.
2: Hundred percent. You and critique so, everything you, about you.
0: But 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 because your whole and I spend a lot of time by myself thinking about me, it's my biggest problem in my marriage because i i i'm just used to thinking about me all the time so i'm like well you just need to get on board with this schedule because this is what i do yeah and that's the hardest thing for me
2: and it's so funny because it's not a self-centered point of view at all it's not like it's,
0: I, I don't i don't consider myself to be self-centered or selfish not. in any way shape or no form. and
2: neither do i but it's a lot of work on me wait i'm always in my own head I'm always critiquing or always just, you know, writing or whatever the case may be. It's always on me. It's yeah. always um, inner focused.
0: Yeah. And so when you get into a relationship, it's important to remember that there's somebody else there.
2: Who's be, doing all the work for you. And, and painting the house. Doesn't and doesn't give the
0: dishes. a f- about you all the time. You know? So I, you know, that's one of the reasons like it's, it's, it's hard for me to sometimes I come home. I've been on the road for five days thinking about me and Little things like, I'll go to the store and get me a coffee, because I'm just used to being by myself getting a coffee. Sure. And I come home, she's like, "You didn't get me coffee," and it's just not not that I wasn't thinking about her, and I didn't want to think about her, but I'm so <laughs> conditioned, yeah. just to go get a that that that's the kind of stuff that for me is my biggest thing. It's hard to explain it because that's not how most people live their lives. Right. Their job. They go to they go to work. Somebody else's business where they, it's mindless or brainless or something they don't really care about, but it's not them all day. But when you're focusing on you all day, how do I make me better? Me, not just better. How do I make me more? How do I make more people like me?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a really specific.
2: Isn't that exhausting? Yes. It's, it's, I like think about this a lot. There's always things that like I I, uh, I stress about and I um, dwell on a lot. And the one recently is like, what makes me want to have strangers like me? Yeah. Why Why am I obsessed with making them laugh and having them like me? What What is it about well, me that wants that?
0: I think we're all there now with social media. Like you don't post anything not to get likes, right? You You're you don't. You know when people post kind of self righteous stuff on Twitter, they want. The affirmation. You're right, man. Yep, right. you got it. <laughs> yeah. You're the best, man. <laughs> I don't know like, what it is about me that makes me want that. Yeah. But I will tell you this, actually. I've got... The, the minute I started to get exponentially better as a comic mm-hmm. was when I actually, to be honest, stopped thinking, what more can I do to make people like me and, do, and just think more like, what do I think is funny? What do I like to do? What do I think is fun? And as soon as I started doing that, the product of whatever I was putting out got way better. Really? Because I stopped doing it for other people and I stopped writing jokes that I thought other people would think were funny or being the person that I thought other people would like. For example, 10 years ago, five years ago, I would have said to you for sure, hey, take that white woman thing out. Take it out. Sure. I would have been worried that it would have hurt somebody's feelings, and it would have come across that I don't like white people or white <laughs> women over the age of forty, or <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Sure,
2: sure, hundred percent.
0: But 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 like and now, I'm more just about look, you know, I know who I am, and I know what I do, and I'm going to continue to do that and do things that I like and that I think are fun, and it just makes it more authentic. Sure. But, so the day that I stop thinking about what other people will like and how other people will like me. I mean, the day, it really opened up a little bit for me. You know, the High Live helped me a lot with that. Really? The High Live, because, you know, I was a guy who felt pressured to be funny. I, I took a long time for me to figure out the new form of entertainment. Mm-hmm. In that, like podcast. Sure. So podcast doesn't have to be funny all the time. Is it entertaining? Are you talking about things that people are interested in? Are you being honest? Are you being upfront? Exactly. Right? So that was like... It was an interesting turn where I was like, oh, okay. And then the high live. So I would talk in front of smoke weed. Sure. And there's no way to be funny or coherent for a whole hour. I was so worried about that. Right. But then about maybe three or four episodes in, I was just like, I can't do it. And it made me comfortable with the silence. It made me comfortable with not being having to be funny all the time. And it made me slow down on stage. It made me slow down. It just made me more comfortable with being, oh, you know, sometimes I'm not going to be funny. Sometimes I'm going to make a fool out of myself. And you know what? I'm going to wake up tomorrow. And I'm going to be the same person. And just taking the fear out of that was pretty, pretty eye-opening for me.
2: Yeah. And you let the funny just come to you. Like, the funny just Hopefully, happens, happens like, organically. Yeah,
0: that's the, that's the goal, you know? Yeah. Um, and sometimes on high live, I say some of the stupidest <laughs> things. And when I say them, I get so happy because I'm like, you know what? I can't believe I allowed myself to say this and I'm not erasing it tomorrow. Sure. This is going to live forever. Yeah. Me, I, on the high live, I must forget what I'm going to say. <laughs> I mean, if anybody's watched Shit! <laughs> Especially the, like the last month or two, I've been taking mushrooms and smoking weed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's been what's that? You like mushrooms?
2: <laughs> I just watched that one. We were watching a little bit. Oh of it. Yeah, it, so yeah. I was like, wait, I what? Was, was that the
0: one with the Viking helmet on? Yeah. What do you do? Um, I was wearing the Viking helmet with those big white glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I only wear these glasses. <laughs> oh, those are great. Yeah. So oh, I never saw them in person. Yeah. Oh, I only wear these. <laughs> rocking, yeah and so be, and a, but a couple yeah a couple <laughs> years ago i had to really come to terms with the fact that i like lady shades <laughs> <laughs> they look good i like i like lady shades i just like them more you know and so but i brought it to Live in the in the in the weird smoking baby hand <laughs> yeah. it just has been a just a perfect storm of of me yeah it's the best way i can i i just get to do but the viking helmet came out after I started doing mushrooms. But last week I didn't take mushrooms and I put the Viking helmet on. And I looked at myself and I'm like, this looks ridiculous. This doesn't feel right. Yeah, and first because I had been talking about how I don't know if the mushrooms actually did anything to me. And I put the Viking helmet on. I'm like, yeah they did. They did. I'm like, I'm take yeah. this two thing caps off. did it. Yeah. yeah, I can definitely take um but I, I'm gonna get back to it. I think what I might do is instead of Monday night, I think I just might do it a night on the road. Okay. I'm already out here I'm not at home. It's not a night with my wife. Right. I'm not taking away another night with her. Makes sense. Y- you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so that seems to me closer to what I would do. So if I'm going to, I'll probably get it back up and running in a couple weeks, but I'm going to try to figure out how to do it from the road.
2: Nice. That's, that's a happy medium. That's a nice compromise.
0: Yeah, man. But the thing that I'm most excited about is that um, I do this show called Control Chaos. Sure. Man, it's finally, it's finally what I want it. To be, it's so bananas. I don't know if you've had any a chance. I you twerking. It. Did you see yes, the? Did you, okay. s- <laughs> saw, did you see what I posted on uh, of Fortune dancing on the show?
2: No, pull it up.
0: And um, and there's there's a couple of clips recently. Tim Dillon, you know who Tim Dillon. Yeah, is? yeah, for sure. Tim Dillon, I, you know sometimes I have my guests improv jingles. Okay, and he improv a jingle for Lunchables. <laughs> you should if you go to my IG page. Okay. Um. It. it it's one of the funny. he's one of the off-the-cuff funniest people. Yeah. But his his jingle about Lunchables, man. <laughs> but this show is literally like if At Midnight met Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yeah. It's just weird. off-the-wall. Fun, no politics, no social issues. It's an escape. 100% escape, but from a weird mind. Like, I like, there's a character on the show called the man who lives under the stage. Because the stage has a trap door. Do you guys know a guy named Sandy Danto? He's opening it for me this weekend. He's kind uh, of familiar, yeah, yeah. Sandy, we film him under the stage, and he's just this dude who asks weird questions <laughs> like, um, "Are lice and crabs the same?" You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, yeah, You're like yeah. And then we just got to talk about this weird dude who lives under the stage. <laughs> but, but like, I like you I know like stuff like that. I like, on the show, every show, we have a weird improv actor come and sit down, yeah. and disrupt the show. I don't know who he's. I don't know what character they are this week. I don't know what they want to talk about. They walk in, they sit down, and they just are like, um, Sandy, another. I had my appendix out not too long ago. Um, So I said, Sandy, I want you to come on the show as my appendix. (laughs) So he's done like five appearances as my appendix. Once he came in his suit, I'm like, you're looking good. He goes, I got a job. Uh, (laughs) And then, but the first time he appeared on the show, he appeared with a lawyer. He was suing me for unlawful removal (laughs) and he was like man we've had so many good years together one bad weekend you kick me out i'm like look at the size of you man (laughs) you know what i mean but but it's just weird it's weird fun if you get a chance it's on my facebook fan page um and uh it's at seven o'clock pacific time every tuesday night so 10 o'clock here but you can find it on my youtube page too So much fun i like it because there's no wrong answers and i call it control chaos because i don't hate it when things go wrong here's some things i don't like I don't like when things go wrong and we're late. I don't like things when the things go wrong and, you know, I don't get to show out on time, but if things go wrong during the show, I'm okay. I like, we had a guy, a guy named Avery Pearson is my, he plays the keyboard for me and he's like my co-host. but he couldn't be there this week. So we had two guys in that were just not good and they couldn't do the things he did. And the one guy was like, you didn't tell me talking to the other guy. You didn't tell me I was supposed to do it during the show. He didn't <laughs> tell me I was supposed to do this. I'm not prepared to do this. Right. I loved all of it. Yeah. Top to bottom. Loved all of it, but the show started twenty minutes late, and that was driving me crazy. But whatever train wreck happens during the show to me is part of the show. I love live. My, one of my most favorite things I ever did. I did a show called Shark After Dark because it was course, yeah. it was live for sure, and things went wrong. Things went wrong.
2: I love Shark After
0: Dark, and you yeah. just had to figure it out. Yeah, and so that's I love that shit, man.
2: I have the twerking and the Lunchables.
0: Though. The lunchables. I, I gotta okay. hear I gotta hear the Save Lunchables jingle.
2: Put that mic to. it you but they feed you
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they tell you they, you they don't need you you blink a lot you take
1: some pills life is not great there aren't thrills but you got cold pizza on Tuesday <laughs> <laughs>
2: My God!
0: (laughs) I want to tell you how quickly that had happened. I said to him, so when they sit on the couch, you know, we have a lot of different um, games that we play, but sometimes we do something called Jingle Jangle and and Avery can play anything and any type of music. And I tell the three guests that those three guests were Tim Dillon, Adam Ray and Laura Bites, all Laura, I think, actually. I'm sorry. They all crushed it. And But this is how long I have it. I go, Tim, you are going to do a jingle about Lunchables. What type of music do you want Avery to play for you? And he will tells him. Avery plays a chord, and he's off. And
2: he just let that, it rip all the time. That's
0: wow. how – and that was so detailed and so <laughs> – right? That If he had written that, I'd have been, like, still laughing. But the yeah. fact that I gave him 15 seconds in that – he just sang that. And so the show is that. You got to be quick. You have to be able to. I have dear friends who I tell all the time, I just can't have you on the show because you don't want to play. Mm. You don't want, you have to be willing to be silly to come on that show because that's what the show is. And for me, I do it like that because there's so many podcasts that are just, we're all talking to the same people, mm-hmm. especially in LA. We're all talking about the same things and we're all breaking, you know, cracking codes and whatever. But the silly part of it is, I feel like what's missing. So you come on my show. It's silly. Yeah. You saw me twerking. It's like
2: a live <laughs> yeah. improv. Pretty good, actually. It is. Yeah.
0: It's a live. It, it is. It's like, that's why but I, I always ask people coming in, and because I remember, I go, do you want to know the questions I'm going to ask ahead of time? And they all say no. It's so much more fun to be there and to feel it, and to have it be live, and to have to perform right then. Yeah. So sometimes, say someone telling a joke that isn't laughing, that isn't funny. I will, either, I will make it my purpose to find something about what's happening that's going to make me laugh. Whether how bad it is, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> the look on your face, knowing you're in the middle of a bit that is going to eat dicks. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Sure. I'm going to find something about what's happening that's going to make me laugh. And that way, I'm going to be in the moment, I'm going to be authentic, but I'm going to let you know, hey, you know what? You're f***ing doing great. You're taking a swing. That's all. That's better than everybody else who's watching. You're taking a f***ing swing. You're up there. And so, like, I know some people think, like, that's a lot of fake laughing. I've figured out a way to keep it authentic and to still, I want everyone to know we're having a good time here. I am really laughing because even if you're bombing, it's funny it's funny yeah even if you're saying the look on your face right now is funny or <laughs> it's you, entertaining you just crushed it but 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 I, I you know I think people when you're confident you're better so I'm not gonna sit there and stonewall you while you're on my f***ing show just be like
2: <laughs> make me laugh quietly. yeah you know what
0: I mean yeah yeah so like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really good job. You know what I mean? I know I just gave you fifteen seconds to think of a a jangle for lunchables. That's the best you can do. Do better. Yeah. But and look, there are people like Fortune. Fortune is a legitimate star. If you see the dancing she did on the show, did you you don't have to even play the volume, but if you see she just went for it. Yeah. I was like, we're gonna do you a have dance to respect that. I said, we're just gonna do a dance off. And she said, Okay. Look at watch, watch. Yeah. Doing the worm. She's trying to do the worm. And it's not going That's anywhere. Crazy, right? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's fantastic. But you know what? It, it's just, that's what it is. And I find that the more, the stupider you get in front of other people, and the more embarrassed you get, one, the less embarrassing it gets every time. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you something, man. You feel better about yourself. You're like, holy shit. So that just happened. And I'm still here.
2: I'm still alive. I'm still breathing. <laughs> I still have my career. Yeah. We're here. Yeah, we're here.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, my youngest son had a really hard time. I remember he took a uh, public speaking class in high school just to I remember that first thing he did. And he, I could see him hands shaking, but he's done it more and more, and he's like, I like it now. Just because he realized uh, that fear, you know, nobody wants to look stupid. For sure. But everybody has.
2: It's all about the reps. The more reps you take, you know, mm-hmm. and being feeling uncomfortable. I remember the first time I did stand up. And I was so nervous. I was twenty, twenty one. I was a little bit older than you. You started mm-hmm. when you were fifteen, you said. Mm-hmm. My dad was in the crowd just like your first time. And I was so nervous. Palms were sweaty. I was shaking. I had M I M. I was B rabbit. <laughs> B rabbit, bro. I threw up my mom's spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hands are uh, shaking, palms, palms are sweaty.
2: My my knees were weak. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, and I took some shots of Jack. And
0: then you lost yourself, and
2: I and I yeah. lost myself, yeah. and I did not come back from it. So I was hosting that night, and I bombed my first time out on stage. Of course, just totally bombed. I forgot all my material yeah. that I had memorized. And when I was twenty, I wrote everything down word for word how I would say each word. You know, it was so pre-planned, which is totally a uh, you know opposite from what you're talking about, and it just didn't work. And but I was hosting that night, so the third time I got up on stage to introduce the next comic, I riffed with one of the audience members, ad libbed everything, and I made the whole audience laugh. And that's I was like, "Ooh, that tasted good." I was like, "That's all I needed." Yeah, I love this.
0: It also was probably the first time you were authentically you. So mm-hmm. when you're riffing, one of the thing, one of the reasons I think riffing pe- people like it so much, and this isn't a, a conscious reason or decision on their part, but you're actually seeing whoever that person is take away the scripted and just talk. Yeah. So it's so natural and so conversational. Now there is also something to the spontaneity. You res- there's something that you res- almost respect it more. Yeah. Um but but um yeah, part of it is just you were natural, you know.
2: Yeah. And I felt it. I was like, oh, this this is what's going to keep me doing this. You know? It felt yeah. it felt great. Now, do you take what you do on your show like that? You know, that controlled chaos, that just kind of riffing. Do you use that for your stand-up?
0: You know? do you, Saturday Night like, Late Show, I take an edible. Yeah. And we see what happens. So I will – it's not that you don't get a show. I don't take the edible before the show. Yeah. I take it on stage. <laughs> And I so, I've seen the, yeah, yeah, I've seen you do it. Yeah, yeah, I, for I take, sure. I take yeah. it on stage, and then let's... But if I take it at 15-minute mark, by the 45-minute mark, I'm feeling it. Gotcha, okay. I, uh, we've been doing press since... I, I think I got up this morning at 6, but I went to sleep at like Me 3. Me too. And I was pretty high. I was running. Yeah, you were running. I mean, if I, fiance, <laughs> if I was your fiancé... If I was your fiancé, I would put things in your shoes. <laughs> I would write a note like, Do you really have to be up at 6.30? Motherfucker. <laughs> Um, have we started the podcast yet?
2: No. Uh, okay. When should we start? Three, two,
0: one, and everybody! <laughs>
2: it's Josh Wolf. Everyone, <laughs> everybody!
0: I love performing here. Yeah, I love performing here because first of all, it's one of the two cities in the, in the states where you can still say whatever the f- you want. Nobody gets offended. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Philly what, and Boston.
2: Boston. I was gonna say Boston. Yeah.
0: You really not that I say crazy things.
2: These are real blue collar cities that yeah. don't give a shit. Like they tell how it is. You're that's, from Boston, right?
0: Yeah, I'm from Western Mass. But that that's kind of blue collar's kind of my feel. Yeah. I think LA is the my hardest city to perform in.
2: All those velvet ropes. It's not like it in Philly. It's it, it's yeah. not
0: just that, like, okay. The, like I said, stand up is at an all time high in the the quality and the time people put into their craft. But I'm not clever. My jokes are right here. <laughs> I tell stories they're right in front of your face mm-hmm. and it's just and no, there's no there's no anger to them there's not a lot of bite or or angst sure it's just relatable silly shit yeah it's not clean right it's i would say it's closer to naughty than it is dirty but yeah right yeah naughty yeah but but uh i just don't know that that is the vibe right now at the store at the comedy store sure. crushers yeah <sighs> Burr, Rogan, Diaz, Theo Vaughn, Cristalia, Sebastian, yeah, a f-ing Whitney, Nikki Glaser, just cr- every night. Cr- yeah. Ron White crushers, and they all have a bite to them. True. That's their fans are there. So it's it. I don't know that that's my. I still love going up on that stage, mm-hmm. and I like it because it's a challenge. But I don't know that that's my best. Also, I do sometimes I do a fifteen minute story. If you don't know me that well, and I get on stage and just tell one joke,
2: yeah, that's the thing. It's only fifteen it's minute sets. Tough for sale, yeah, it's right. tough for sale.
0: I'll tell you something, man. You know, guys like Rogan and the the speed at which they turn around their hours, mm. it pushes all of us. Yeah, it's unreal. It, and they're still great because here's another thing that pushes all of us. He's almost to me single-handedly changed people's work ethics. You look at him, that dude does 27 podcasts a week. They're all eight hours long. <laughs> he trains for 17 hours a day. Yeah. He does every MMA fight. And then when he's, you know, if he's at the store, he's doing two, two, three sets a night. Yeah. He's doing six, seven sets a week. He's grinding. And he's at the top of the game. Yeah. What are we waiting on? All Chappelle right. will stop in and do an, two hours at midnight, in front of fourteen people, his
2: yeah, his special was unreal. Unreal. One of the funniest even, things I've ever seen in my life. By the way,
0: I don't even, I I don't even think it was his best special.
2: No, you don't think so? No. What would you say?
0: How, uh, hard for me to say. And by the way, I'm not saying it's bad. By the way,
2: yeah, I, oh, for
0: not, sure. Not, sure, but it might my it might have is my favorite line out of any of his specials. Which one? Where the one he did that impersonation and he was like, "Who is it?" <laughs> you. And he said, "You mother." <laughs> You are the worst motherfuckers I've ever had to perform in front of in front of my entire life. I was like with the balls, yeah. Top of the top of the top of the special. You know who I'm gonna call out first? You. Everyone, yeah. Oh, it's, whoa, that's great. <laughs> but 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 I didn't honestly. I didn't even understand what the big deal was. No, me either. I'll tell you some. There's a guy out who put out a special the same week as Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Wildly popular. On YouTube, a guy named Andrew Schultz. He put out um, his crowd work special. I didn't see it. Exponentially. Now, edgier, pushed the envelope, said things that you that make you shake your head yeah. more than Chappelle. Way more. Way, and by the way, funny. Sure. Funny. Andrew Schultz is funny.
2: The Bill Burr, I thought, was way more intense than the Dave Chappelle one. Me too. I, I thought it was hilarious. Me I thought, too. I thought that was one of his funniest.
0: Yeah, specials. I mean, it's hard for me to pick my it's favorite tough. with those guys. But for me, again, like you know what I liked about Burrs is that first half of the special he was punching out, yeah. And the second half he was punching in. Mm-hmm. He the first half he was like bang 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 sure. bang bang bang, and the second half was all about him self deprecating. Yeah, yeah 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 yeah. yeah. It was really interesting the way he did that. I I haven't asked him if it's um if that was on purpose to kind of take sting off of it, right? Or if that was just how it kind of shook out
2: yeah yeah but that's kind of how he is and how Chappelle is like it's equal opportunity i mean everyone can- but as it should be and as i it I've, should be i've
0: said a million times if you can't la if you're if you can't laugh at yourself you're not allowed to laugh at anybody else i i was in a um uber in st louis and this dude he was like hey he saw my guitar and he goes you comedian you a musician i go no nah, i'm a comic he goes oh really i go yeah and he goes, I know some jokes. And right away I was like, oh, shit. <laughs>
2: here we go.
0: And he goes, I know 3,500 jokes. I go, that's a very specific number, man. And he goes, yeah, I have a joke book, a 3,500 joke book, dub jokes. And I go, oh. He goes, you want to hear them? I go, sure. And um, he goes, just so you know, I'm not politically correct. I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and um, he opened, and I'm, I'm Jewish. He opened with seven Jewish, two Jew jokes. Uh. By the way, I'm not offended. If you, I'm, I'm not offended. Yeah. I'm a big, I'm big on intent. I'm bit, and like this dude's intent is ignorant and probably prejudiced as he is towards. I didn't. His yeah. intent was try to be funny, so he told seven Jew jokes and like old <laughs> ones, like um, how did the penny get invented? The two Jews arguing over a penny. Oh, oh and how he, did copper wire get invented? Two Jews arguing over a penny, right? Because oh, they pulled that. it out.
2: Oh, I'm sure he did. Uh, why? Uh, why oh. are Jews' uh, No so, so big? big air is free. Air is free. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, why did you why did the Jew run on the field he tried to get the quarterback oh my god <laughs> um, you know things like that yeah, yeah, paraphrasing yeah. but oldies but, <laughs> yeah. oldies but goodies
2: he was trying to relate he was trying to he was trying to be a, a comic for that for a day. so I, I was
0: like oh and he had a um and by the way this is this what this is literally out of maybe a Jim Jeffries stand-up I uh, he had a crossover his r- rear view. I know oh, you know any jokes about Jesus and he said, we don't joke about Jesus. <laughs> and I was like, right. But the Jews, by the way, Jesus was a Jew. But but uh, the Jews, cool. And he had a joke, but he kept saying, no, I'm not PC. I'm like, okay. But he would hit everybody except his group. Right. you got to be able to hit your group. Most definitely. That's like when people, when people, if you're fat, and you're like, don't fat shame. But did you laugh at the joke about the Republicans? Well, some of those people... You know what I mean? Well, it's not Full the circle. same Not the same being a fat Okay. Because you can choose to be Okay. Whatever.
2: People pick and choose what if they you, find funny or offensive. And
0: it. they justify why it's okay. Well, it's not okay to laugh at me being gay because that's not a choice. Right. You choose to be Republican. No, that's not it. You're going to laugh at somebody else. Yeah. You have to be able to laugh at yourself. Mm-hmm. That's end of the story. And if you can't laugh at yourself, you're missing out. You're missing out. You know, I went on Andrew Santino's podcast. I heard that. He laid into me a bunch. He like, made fun made jokes about, about p- your age, age, <laughs> being dumb. And by the way, guys, I like pretending to be stupid. You know what? When you go through life and people think you're dumb, you know what? Very little expectations. Yeah. I like that. I, I don't like, do the dishes. I don't have yeah, to I do my laundries. laundries. Yeah,
2: yeah, I don't have to take out the trash. Yeah, leave, leave my laundry <laughs> with He's a lot dumb. of shit. Yeah, I'm good with that. Very low expectations.
0: <laughs> but, but, um, but I was laughing the whole time. And afterwards, he was like, "Man, that was a lot of fun. You had a good sense of humor about yourself." I'm like, "I don't, I don't." First of all, who cares what you think? Who? Oh. <laughs> who <We're laughs> f- yeah, yeah. Like, I know who I am. I, and yeah, I, I smoke a lot of weed. Yeah, I'm older than you. Yeah, maybe I've lost some IQ points over the years. All those being true, and who cares? Yeah. I was high. <laughs> I smoked a lot of weed. So, let's face it, yeah. Let's be honest. I didn't have a whole lot of quick, sh- sharp comebacks. <laughs> I think I did a lot of, well, that's true. I'm <laughs> not going to fight you on that one. Yeah, too. no, no, you're right.
2: You're right. No, you're 100% right, <laughs> right, yeah. Wait, before I let you go, I, I got hit by a car today running. Wait, what? So, yeah, this I know. I'm burying the floor. lead here. A, an hour and a half into the podcast, so I'm running right, and this woman, this girl rather, she's like in a little Honda Civic. This brunette, she's driving up to the stop sign, and she's kind of like inching. Like she's not really stopping; she's inching. And like I'm jogging towards that intersection. I'm like, all right, well, she's gonna stop. I'm gonna run past, and then she's gonna make her turn. Mm-hmm. She did not stop, and my my front end, my chest, and my arms ended up on her hood, like that. So she hit my like upper body. She didn't see me. She put her uh, hand over her mouth in shock, and she didn't know what to do. She didn't roll down her window. She just, like, slowly drove off. (gasps) She drove off? She hit me, and then she drove off. She was shocked. She was shocked. Like, she did not believe that, like, she didn't see me. I I think she was on her phone. Like, she was texting in her lap, and she didn't realize that she kind of, like, went into me.
0: Kind of went into
2: you? It wasn't like full speed or anything. Like right. I wasn't like injured fine, during this, but before. it was very abrupt. Like I did not expect it. Like I never been hit by a car. I've been running every morning. This is a first. You know, yeah. I've never how had. Li- this, how long you been running? Never had the situation. How long uh, been- for the past few months? Not yeah. this. Is my first. You know. You car feeling experience. any gains? Yeah, yeah. I lost uh, th- uh, thirty pounds since uh, February. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah. I started doing the keto thing at yeah. first, right? And then I was like, ah. I lost some pounds there. It came off like out the gate. Right, I dropped like ten pounds easily, and then uh, I was like, "I miss carbs." I'm going to start eating carbs again. And then I started running because I heard that it's really good for your just mental, like yeah, good for anxiety, good for stress, just think things out. So I just started running. And then after a few months, I uh, I do like ten miles a day now. It's ten crazy. miles? Yeah. that's why he starts at six thirty. Yeah. How long does that take? Uh, that take? ten miles like an hour and a half. I did the Man. half marathon, which is thirteen point one. I did that in two hours.
0: Ten.
2: Nope. I get addicted nope. to things. Every I get into day. It. Yeah, uh, Just about. Like uh, today, I only did six miles because I got hit by a car. It, wait. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do did you come home? Yeah. <laughs> what
0: you, did you do after? You know, I would
2: have done more, but I kind of got hit by a, a, a Do Honda. you
0: run 10 miles in a row?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Without stopping. Oh, that yeah. That
0: seems like really difficult.
2: So I built up to that. So, like just a few months ago, I can only do two miles in a row. So I just get addicted. I get hooked. And then probably like five months from now, I'll never run ever again. I get hooked and then I get obsessive. Yeah. And then I'll drop it. Seriously, I don't know if running ten miles every day is good. Yeah, for no, your it's body. not healthy. No, no, no. It's, it's not. It's not S- good. It's yeah. impressive, but yeah. it's not
0: good. I'm sure your fiance is like, and you know, I could think of some things you could do with that hour and a half <laughs> right. every morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you work out though? Do you? Yeah. Do you even lift, bro? Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I do. I work out. I, yeah. I try to do. I work out more on the road than I do at home. Um, yeah. Just because I try to be as present as i can even though it's impossible right but i, I try to do four days a week see what you know I, i'm at a point where i'm like i'm really close to giving up <laughs> <laughs> just packing yeah, it in yeah i mean what am i still gonna work out for you yeah. know you at a certain age you're like who am i doing this for again <laughs> <laughs> what, <Yeah. your laughs> this is for yeah <laughs> <Your> health <laughs> you talking about like, what, what, those those last five years of my life that i'm gonna try to hold on to I If you told me, you work out every day, what's the big thing that's going to happen? Well, you're going to be alive from 85 to 90. Pass. Yeah. Pass. I want to know when I have 30 days to live because I'm going to buy heroin. <laughs> I'm going to try it. <laughs> I don't care down. how old I am. As soon as the doctor gives me a certain amount of time, I'm like, "Go get me that black tar, nice." Let's see what that. Oh man, well, Camden's
2: right across the river. Is that where you get it? Oh Is that where man, you're There's... jogging to every morning. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm hooked, baby. Yeah, I'm hooked. The
0: heroin jogger. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a... That's... Karen Quentin we'll Tarantino. Works. Yeah, yeah, the heroin jog. <laughs> improv team. It's a good, <laughs> it's a good indie <laughs> flick. Well, it's so completely different. <laughs>
2: So good to have you back in Philadelphia, man. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, Philly loves you. I had such a great time seeing you last year. I can't wait to see you this weekend. Uh, you kill it as always. Your stories. You're just such a chill, funny dude. And you spent a lot of time with us, so we can't thank you enough. Appreciate thank it. you. I
0: appreciate you having me. This
2: is our first ever podcast. Yeah. First is that right? Ever. First ever podcast. Philly is funny, so thank you for debuting it. You, uh, you're awesome.
0: Oh man, this is the first one. First one, baby. Well, oh, I, I, first of all, I wish I had known the mics were on. This- <laughs> Second of all, if I'd known this was your first one, I'd have, I'd have tried to be funnier.
2: <laughs>
0: I think I think we reeled him in. I think yeah. we roped him right. We
2: covered a lot of ground. We man. did. I feel like we did. A lot of body parts, a lot of ground. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I think the overall theme is you need to get your shit
2: together. <laughs> yeah. 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 We had an intervention. <laughs> a lot of working on me today, and I appreciate that. Thank you so much. You I feel like it, a man. new me. You appreciate it. you, man.